Welcome to the Off Balance 3. We're calling this Season 2. We had a nice run of seven episodes, and now we're in Season (laughs) 2. They said if it was good enough for HBO, it's good enough for us. So, seven episode season. This is Season number 2. Here's the twist, guys. I got a really nice surprise for you. Not only do I have Jeff Young, who is the baseball editor for Crooked Scoreboard, we also have our resident comedian. That's what we're going to call him, Brian Miller. They're both in the house. Let's start with Jeff. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I am fantastic. And Brian, checking in on you. How you feeling, buddy? I'm I'm doing doing quite well. Is Kostaki? Uh, did he he turn down the resident comedian job? <laughs> Is that what it was? I'm not sure he's aware of it. We'll we'll see. I'm recording a new podcast with Kostaki Economopoulos, my uh, partner for Quick Snaps Podcast, next week. I'm going to have to gauge how upset he is that you have uh, taken this honor, which was probably his to have, you know what I mean? So maybe, I don't know, there might be turmoil in the Quick Snaps world, not only between me and him, but between you and him, Brian. Like, you're driving a wedge (laughs) between us. What are you doing? You love podcast heat. I do, I do. I do love the cheap heat. So. You love podcast. Yeah. You're like the Vince McMahon of podcasting. You're always yeah. like, here, here's a chair. Here's all the drama that no one cares about here on the Off Balance 3. That's the USA Network slogan, isn't it? I believe so. So I want to jump right into a new segment that we're going to introduce to the audience here. We're going to call it All Ball or Flagrant Foul. All Ball meaning it's all good. I agree with it. It's on the level. I accept it. Flagrant foul, obviously, it's shunned upon in the NBA. You can't really do it. Granted, it takes less and less these days to get called for a flagrant foul, but it's still pretty atrocious on the scale of fouls. So you don't like it. This story stinks. So I'm going to just present these stories to you guys, and you decide, is it all ball or flagrant foul? Let's start with the hottest story that's out there in sports and entertainment. It's Rex Ryan introducing Donald Trump at a campaign rally. Jeff, flagrant foul or all ball? Yeah, I'm going uh, flagrant foul on that one. Basically, you've got Rex Ryan, who's, uh, you know, he's a football coach who's got a degree in, uh, he's got a master's degree in physical education, which is great preparation for the NFL, I'm sure. (laughs) But I don't don't really understand how that qualifies him to do anything uh, in the political arena. And then the guy he's introducing is Donald Trump, who's pretty much made his name by making himself stinking rich, which, again, I'm not sure how that qualifies him to be the chief executive officer of the United States. You put those two things together, it it turns into a giant uh, dumpster fire. And uh, I don't see the logic behind it. I don't see where there's any good coming from that. And, um, yeah, flagrant foul. Let's see how Brian feels. All ball or flagrant foul? 
Well, it's a flagrant foul, but it's 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 very consistent with Rex's behavior. First off, though, I think Jeff buried the lead there. Rex Ryan has a master's degree. <laughs> I had no idea either. <laughs> I would be surprised if he had a certificate from church camp. Or I mean, how does Rex Ryan get a master's degree? And uh, also, I think Rex Ryan endorsing Trump was probably better than Rob Ryan, who I'm expecting to vote for D's nuts. I think that's <laughs> the last several election cycles. I mean, is there any more thing more perfect than the blowhardy Rex Ryan endorsing blowhardy Donald Trump? You, you know what, guys? Obviously, we all know I'm not a politician. I'm not a public speaker. I'm just a football coach. So so what I thought I'd do today is I think I'm going to tell you a football story. And and this football story includes Donald Trump. Okay? So Donald Trump is the owner of the New Jersey uh, Generals and the uh, whatever that league was, USFL. And the funny thing is, he's uh, one of my coaches actually coached for Mr. Trump's team, a guy named Chris Palmer. And the ball's on the one yard line, and I got to set this thing up. You know, the, the generals have two running backs. They have this big, huge fullback, a blocking back named Maurice Carthon. And the other back was a guy named Herschel, Herschel Walker, just a guy, right? So Herschel Walker obviously is a, a great back and everything else. And, and like I say, Maurice Carthon, you know, just a huge, huge blocking back. But anyway, in typical coach fashion, the ball's on the one yard. And he says, you know what, let's, let's trick the defense. Let's give the ball to Maurice Carthon. So sure enough, give the ball to Maurice Carthon. He gets smashed. All right. So now there it is again. No, no yards. And all of a sudden, the phone rings. Pick the phone up. Uh, yes, sir, Mr. Trump. And this is what he said. The conversation went like this. Said, you know, uh, the next time you give the ball to Maurice Carthon instead of Herschel Walker, you're fired. That's a true story. That is a true story. Bill Belichick probably doesn't vote just so nobody can ever bring it up. You know, he's like, I wouldn't want to distract by the football team by having any actual political opinion or anything that I care about. Uh, you know, like, I don't even think he allows himself the, that. And here Rex Ryan is, of course, making it all about him. It would be way more upsetting if Rex Ryan endorsed somebody that you really liked. If you're like a Bernie Sanders fan and you found out he was too, you're like, ugh, guilt by association. Yeah, that just doesn't add up. Imagine him endorsing Hillary Clinton. That would feel a little off-putting. <laughs> that seems wildly improbable. Yeah. <laughs> he's got like an inappropriate tattoo of her on his weird arm skin that hangs down there ever since he uh, started running on the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the consensus has it. It's a flagrant foul. But, but it, it, it is vintage Rex, and I'll give him that. You've you got to love a guy who's consistent. But what does it say about the people of Buffalo that they're all on board with this? And how does Rex explain this endorsement of Donald Trump to any players that might be Muslim or, or Mexican? Granted, there's not a lot of Mexicans in the NFL and maybe a little bit more, more Muslims in the NFL. But how, like seriously, I don't know if there is or if there isn't any Muslim players on the Buffalo Bills. But how do you look that player in the eye and say, I believe in what this man says? Well, Chip Kelly has a solution to that. 
<laughs> can I get uh, can I get nineteen guys named named Carson? Is that possible? Because that's what I would like to run on my offense. Get them out! Get them out! <laughs> I just let's put it this way: it's a good thing Akib Talib is not. Uh, yeah, I feel like he, there you go. The first name that jumped on my mind. Exactly. Seems like a guy might not be cool with that. Mm-hmm. Anything to add, Jeff? Before we move on? No. <laughs> who are you voting for, Jeff? Who are you throwing, who are you, who are you throwing your two cents behind? Who are, you, are you ready to make your official endorsement? My official endorsement? Well, I'll tell you, I don't have a master's degree in physical education, so I don't think I'm qualified. I'm going to excuse myself from this exercise. Hmm. Sidestepping. All right. Let's move on to the next topic, which is next year the NBA will have advertising on their jerseys. It seems like it's going to be a nice little shoulder patch. You're shocked. It's very shocking news. Soccer teams have been doing this for many, many years. In fact, I can't even tell what team is what because I should be a bigger soccer fan than I am. I've played it all my life. I understand the game intimately. I get it, but I just can't do it because I don't even know who the team is because of the advertising. So I think it's confusing for casual fans, but apparently the NBA is just going to do a nice little shoulder patch advertising. It's going to be less intrusive than, than say, the English Premier League jerseys. But I've said enough. I'll leave it to you. Let's start with Brian. Flagrant foul or all ball? Oh, flagrant foul, no question. The worst part of American sports, any American sports, is the intense like quintuple layer of advertising going on at all times. It's such a complete bombardment that like we, we're so used to processing the main ads that you know that's how they get you. It's like that sixth level ad where it's like you try to look at the scoreboard and then like uh, uh you know you know the modern family cast is like running around hiding behind the scores or something. You're like <laughs> ah Jesus! Like everywhere you go, the field is printed everywhere. It's just bombarding you constantly. I feel like uh, Alex at the end of Clockwork Orange. And, and so, it, it, you know, it's a slippery slope. You add the one little shoulder patch now, and pretty soon there's going to be a guy with a Pepsi face tattoo. Maybe the ball will have advertisement on it pretty soon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, the ball will just say Budweiser on it or something like that. There you go. All right, Jeff. Maybe Flake. they'll just start playing with a can of Budweiser. Cut straight to <laughs> no. just, just You guys, whoever can get this can in the basket first. That's when Dwight Howard Stickham would come in handy. <laughs> he would drop the bear. All right, so you're saying flagrant foul. Do I hear that yes. right? Flagrant foul. Jeff, all ball or flagrant foul? Uh, no, I'm going flagrant foul. You know, I mean, I, I understand the NBA is totally cash strapped. Nobody's making any money in basketball whatsoever. So, you know, you've got to <laughs> dig up whatever you can just to scrape by. How many more millions do you need, right? A little shoulder patch. Like you say, that does open a slippery slope. I do like the idea of of a, of a, of just doing the whole basketball and, you know, maybe swapping it out like every possession, have a different, uh, have a different sponsor or something like that. Oh, come on. Um, every I mean, possession that's worse than instant replay in baseball. Well, sure. But I mean, you know, if you're going to make it hideous, you might as well just go all in. Right. I, I think the one thing that would be really cool is if they did it. So it wasn't like corporate sponsors, but it would just, it just said something like, uh, like when you're playing, you know, little league or something, and it just said something like, you know, um, Joe's car wash or something like that. That'd be, yeah, it'd be nice if it was very local to whatever, right. whatever team is there. That'd be cool. But I, I don't think that's going to be the case because uh, I'm reading in the uh, sports business journal that uh, the media partners for the NBA, ESPN and Turner are going to share 
the revenue from the jersey ads. So it's part of the oh, yeah. television deal for the NBA. Yeah, they, they won't want to take the little money from the little guy. They'll want, no. they'll want more, 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 yeah. They're going for Coca-Cola and Samsung. Right, right. So uh, Pretty soon you're watching a football game. Like you're just, Peyton Manning is going to be in your house, like waving a piece of Papa John's pizza <laughs> in your face and making the airplane noise, just feeding it to you. You're like, Jesus, I'm just trying to watch the game here, buddy. <laughs> you, you, you guys kind of feel like maybe instead of doing a podcast, we should just like, bought a basketball team or something (laughs) i mean i don't know i'm thinking maybe we did this wrong (laughs) which franchise would you purchase if you could purchase one right now oh oh man well i would assume probably golden state oh yeah have you is that something you've ever thought about i know you're more of a, a baseball guy would you want to own a baseball team you know, I think, I mean, it would probably be more trouble than it's worth. Um, I, I I would in the sense that um, the way you get to own a baseball team is by being filthy, stinking rich before you buy the thing. So, yeah, in that sense, I'd be okay with it. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I I kind of feel like it might, uh, it would have the real potential to suck the joy out of the game for me, too. So Yeah, because you'd be too worried like about the bottom phone. line, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, I just want to go go watch the game. Let everybody else worry. You want your dad to own a baseball team. That's what you want. Right. Ah. Yeah, exactly. You want all the perks. You want the perks, but not the responsibility. So how do we make that happen? Brian, any suggestions? <laughs> You're talking to the wrong guy, considering I've, I've been trying to buy a house. And uh, the, uh, the, the every time I walk in, the mortgage people, they just start shaking their heads immediately. It's like aspirin bottles and Pepto-Bismol. And it's like, oh, we're going to be here a while. Like, trying to prove your income as a comedian is like trying to prove your innocence as O.J. Simpson. You're like, look, I know none of the evidence supports this, but I swear. Yeah, yeah. You remember, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, this uh, equal pay day was, was out and about. And I'm all for it. Women should have uh, equal pay. It shouldn't matter. I'm against it. Totally against it. Totally. There you have it. Brian taking a stand. These broads are making too much money. I'm saying. (laughs) It's difficult to get down with the movement when I just looked at my W-2 side by side with my wife and she makes way more money than me. So I'm just like, well, I don't know, ladies. I think uh, I think you're making too much of a stink here. <sighs> I, I do a joke about that very thing in my act about about seeing my taxes and my wife's taxes next to each other and just real, recognizing the disparity, yeah. the profound disparity. Which uh, brings us nicely to the next topic here. The women's national team, the women's soccer national team, uh, five of their members have sued the U.S. soccer the association for equal pay. Brian Miller, all ball or flagrant foul? I don't know. You know, here's what I don't know. Uh, do they draw as many viewers? I mean, is there is there like because like you can make the argument? Well, why don't the WNBA players make the same as NBA players? And it's it's just butts and seats and eyes on TVs, right? How many people can you get to look at those little shoulder patches? But if they're government sponsored, I guess, then it seems like they should make the same. I guess. Can I? Can we go to? Uh, <laughs> can well, we go yeah. to? The, can we go to the, the the replay booth in New York and have uh, have old uh, what's his name? Uh, who's the referee? Who always gets it wrong. Oh, my, Mike Carey. <laughs> Mike Carey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's have Mike Carey make the call. <laughs> He's the worst. <laughs> I don't. Worst I swear, you're you're sports. not even kidding. I, I don't think he got one right all year. No, the worst feeling in all of sports is when your team catches the ball and then they go to Mike Carey and he's like, that was clearly a reception. And you're like, no! 
it's like a horrible prediction of the play that's about to get taken away from you. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw like the first time when they started rolling this out. This uh, Mike Carey in a in a fashion where where Fox has had some success with it. Do you remember uh, the former referee that that they trot out? Do you remember his name, Brian? That Fox- oh, the the Mike or Mike Pereira. I believe so. Yeah, he's good, right? Yeah, he always the guy with the stylish glasses. He always gets it right. Yeah, so I think CBS was just trying to copy that formula, and they brought Mike Carey on, and he was not ready for the camera. He was like looking off to the <laughs> side, and he was looking real nervous. Like he was, it was almost looked like a hostage video. So then they stopped, they stopped putting the video on him, and they would just have the audio, and it was just like, dude. Like, yeah, this guy was a former referee, but he's not a broadcaster. Like, you, you, it just doesn't work, and they just kept on going. I would be surprised if he's back next year. If, if he is, CBS is just trolling us. I'm still not 100% convinced he's not a David Allen Greer character. And live in color. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, so getting back to the, the women's national team, is it just a question? Yeah, so do they- is it just a question Do of they make, economics for you? Is that what it is? Is it the market I mean, dictates bit, what I mean, you get paid? Some degree, but are they paid by the government or are they paid by sort of separate? I don't know how the women's national team works. I see. I don't know the intimate details, but I know there's basically a, a pool of money. They said that the women's national team brought in twenty million dollars in revenue for U.S. soccer in 2015, mm-hmm. right? according to their financial report. And there's a, sure. there's a handy-dandy little chart here from sportsillustrated.com that kind of breaks down the disparity between the women's national team and the men's national team. Now, let me just throw a couple things at you. So uh, for payment for these players, per friendlies, per player, the women's mm-hmm. national team gets $1,350 for a win. Uh-huh. The men's national team gets $9,375 for a win, $6,250 for a tie, $5,000 for a loss. The women get nothing if they don't wow. win. Wow. Okay. That Whoa. seems a little obviously. <laughs> That's insane. So wait, the men are getting like four times as much to lose as the women get to win? That's right. Um, yeah. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay. Um, all right. So yeah. <laughs> uh, for friendlies, uh, where are we at here? Oh, that that's actually just for – that's against teams that are not ranked in the top 25. Now, if they're playing against teams that are ranked in the – let's just say the top 10, it's still the same number for women, $1,350 for a win. Then it jumps up to $17,625 for the men for a win, $8,125 for a tie, and $5,000 for a loss. Now, this is where it gets really, really crazy. The World Cup roster bonus. So basically, if you make the team to be in the World Cup, $15,000 per player and a match bonus for the women. The men, $68,750. So there's a bunch of different numbers, but you guys... You get the idea. Here's an interesting one. The final one I'll throw at you. World, Say the women win the World Cup, which they did last year. They get a $75,000 bonus. If the men were to win a World Cup, which they never have, <laughs> and the women have done it several times, 
they get nine point four million to split between the team. So if you wow. do, do the math, I think there's fifteen people on the roster. It's almost almost a million dollars wow. a piece. Whoa. Yeah. So <laughs> with that, I ask you, Jeff, all ball or flagrant foul? And this is from the women actually suing US soccer from their perspective. Is it all ball? Or is it a flagrant yeah, that's foul? All, no, that's all ball, no question about it. I mean, that's those those numbers are pretty eye popping. Um, you know, especially especially if they're pulling in, which I understand they are. They're pulling in the similar amounts of revenue, if not more, than the men's team. Um, that's that's crazy. I mean, I think you know, outside of college, where you can get away with not paying your workers. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know these these guys are professionals. Um, they should be paid as such. I mean, somebody's making money off of this, right? it should probably at least some of that pie should be going to the workers and a little bit more than, than already is, I would think. So who among us wouldn't, I think, uh, try and make that right. I, I think Brian. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting too. Anytime the subject of athlete salaries comes up, it's such an easy thing, especially when it's, you know, this football player got 8 million a year, 10 million, 20 million if he's a quarterback. But the reality is it's, it's always a smokescreen because however much the athletes are making, somebody else is profiting so profoundly more. You know, that it's like you, the last thing you should be mad about is the, the people actually doing the playing. You know, they're, totally. they're not the ones who are taking the lion's share of the dough in any of these endeavors. Right. You often hear that complaint from people. I mean, they'll be like, oh, I can't watch football. The players make too much money. Are you kidding me? How much do you think the owners are making? Yeah, exactly. So, Brian, all ball or flagrant foul? Well, I would say that was all ball. Like, now that I've seen the replay, even even Mike Carey could call this one. <laughs> all right, let's move on to the next topic, which is it involves a little bit of Kobe Bryant and it involves a little bit of the Los Angeles Rams. How? Well, the Rams had the top overall pick in the upcoming NFL draft, and apparently they had a deal ready it was in place on a tuesday night to trade that draft pick but they delayed the announcement because that night was kobe bryant's final nba game and they didn't want to steal his thunder so from the perspective of the los angeles rams and their decision to delay the announcement out of respect for kobe bryant brian miller do you say all ball or flagrant foul? Uh, all ball in spirit, flagrant foul in practice. It's like, I appreciate it. It's, it's cute there, Jeff Fisher, that you think people in Los Angeles are going to be overwhelmed by your seven and nine teams draft pick <laughs> trade-up. The only way to steal someone's thunder in Los Angeles is to win at least three consecutive championships, at which point everyone will instantly think your team is fascinating and they will care until you lose your next game. So all ball? <laughs> I, I, I suppose. <laughs> all right, it's a reluctant all ball, so it's kind of like a, it's a, I mean, it's a foul wait? that didn't get called. Well, what's funny is it's such a boring announcement. To like, oh, you couldn't wait to make that announcement. I mean, it was it was interesting, uh, but like, did, who thought the Rams weren't gonna draft for a quarterback or or trade for a quarterback? I mean, I don't think Case Keenum was ever a reasonable answer in Los Angeles. But I think it's I think it's cute that Jeff Fisher thought he was going to upstage Kobe Bryant scoring more points than the Rams did all season in one game. <laughs> and uh, Jeff Young, all ball or flagrant foul? I'm going flagrant foul on that one. Um, I you know not so much for 
anything about Kobe, but, uh, you know, just a couple of days after that, I mean, if you're going to delay that announcement out of respect for Kobe Bryant for, for something that's really not related to the NFL at all, I think you need to, again, go all in with that and delay it a few more days so you don't steal the thunder from the opening of the new barbershop movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what offends me. <laughs> so flagrant foul, yeah. Yeah, well, about- my wedding anniversary was just a few days ago, and we couldn't Aww. even celebrate because we were so busy talking about the Rams trade. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> I, I, I know I had to. I had to get a like a you know get an extension on my tax return and everything. It was. It's just, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm calling it a flagrant foul as well because I don't believe it. I think that's kind of them trying to endear themselves to the Los Angeles scene, and. Honestly, what they wanted to do was actually have more attention on themselves. They didn't want to bury the lead. So I don't buy it. Oh, sure. Flagrant foul, Mm -hmm. Jeff Fisher. Flagrant foul. Well, that wraps up all ball or flagrant foul. What do we think about the segment? All ball or flagrant foul? Meta question. (laughs) I I say all ball. I like it. I think it's here to stay. I'll go all ball. All ball. (laughs) All right. (laughs) On the heels of Kobe Bryant, I'm coming at this thing as a full-fledged Kobe hater, not a fan. And if you watched the final game that he had, it is a little bit difficult to like the guy if you like like he's not there's no converts for Kobe Bryant anymore. Like if you hate him, you hate him. And if you love him, you love him. I was definitely put off by his final speech. He dropped the mic after saying, Mamba, out. That was his sign-off. Mamba, out. The thing that had me cracking up all night long was the fact that I go through 20 years of everybody screaming to pass the ball, and on the last night, they're like, don't pass it. (laughs) This has been... This has been absolutely beautiful, you guys. I can't believe it's come to an end. Um, you guys will always be in my heart. And uh, I sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. No words can describe how I feel about you guys. And uh, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, God, I love you guys. And uh, I love you guys. And uh, my family, to my family, my wife, Vanessa, our daughters, Natalia and Gianna, you know, thank you guys for all your sacrifice. You know, for all the hours I spent in the gym working and training. And Vanessa, you holding down the family the way that you have. I, I, I can't, there's no way that I can thank you enough for that. So, yeah, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And uh, what can I say? Mamba out. The mic has been dropped. It was disgusting. And then, come to find out, he said that. Why? Because there was already t-shirts made with that saying, ready to go. It's a good thing he didn't say Dewey defeats Truman. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been a fascinating sign out. He's like, what? (laughs) Dewey wins. I mean, while while I appreciate his business sense, I just, I've grown sick of, between him, Peyton Manning recently, it's kind of like, guys, like, I understand you're a brand and all that, but like, does your retirement have to be couched into your next venture? So I thought it would be nice to maybe come up with our own farewell speeches for 
either uh, former athletes or athletes that are on the cusp of retiring and just see what they would sound like in the spirit of the Kobe Bryant farewell speech. And I understand, Brian, you have one prepared. You have the floor. I do. I do. It's a classic. I think it's, you know, from the greatest retirement speech of all time. And I think it could have been slightly improved if if, uh, this uh, classy gentleman was thinking just a little bit farther ahead. This is from Lou Gehrig. Oh. Uh, We said, fans, for the past two weeks, you've been reading a lot about the bad break I got. Yet today I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of this earth because I saved a ton of money switching my insurance to Geico. (laughs) (laughs) And as we know, he is a man who needed insurance. It was an important issue to him. He could get synergy. You know, I think that was the way to go with that. Oh, that's perfect. Now, I, I feel like mine is totally bloated now. A lot of unnecessary words. <laughs> That's why I'm the resident comedian. You know, I'm all about trimming, I'm all about trimming the setup. And you did it, man. You did it. Well, uh, well, here's mine. I am retiring Paul Pierce, who is uh, probably on the verge of retiring pretty soon. And th- this is what I thought his speech would sound like. Uh, thank you very much. I've, I've had a remarkable career. I'm happy to end my career where it all started. And to have Larry Bird introduce me as the greatest Celtic of all time is just unbelievable. Fortunately, I never caught any flack for forming a super team when I realized my star power alone wasn't enough. LeBron James is still a punk, though. Anyway, (laughs) I figured as I got older, I'd follow Ray Allen's footsteps and chase a championship with other teams. As sure as I am that Devin Harris looks like ludicrous without the cornrows, I can tell you that the only thing worse than being stabbed 11 times is spending one season as a player for the Brooklyn Nets. (laughs) A lot of people consider me a prolific trash talker. What made me so good was understanding individual psychology. I knew exactly how to push people's buttons. That's why I'm excited to announce my new venture in the next chapter of my life. Together with George Foreman and the good people of Invent Help, we've designed foolproof machines to get to the bottom of any situation. Reliable (laughs) lie detectors. Do the Toronto Raptors have the it factor? (laughs) Hell no. Is Rajon Rondo a spoiled little bitch? Yes, sir. (laughs) Reliable lie detectors are never wrong. Thank you, Boston. I love you. The truth. Out. (laughs) Sort of a retirement filibuster. <laughs> oh man, yes. Well, you know, there's also uh, uh, the famous speech. I think that could have been slightly improved. Uh, famously, uh, Newt Rockney in the film, classic film, of course, All American. Newt Rockney, All American. Rock, he said. Sometime when the team is up against it and the brakes are beating all the boys, tell them they've got to go out there with all they've got and just win one for the Gipper. And for the Little Caesars two-for-one meat lovers double meat cheesy pizza. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sorry to say I don't have anything to add to this bit because I, 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 I was going to work on something and then I got distracted by the whole Rams thing. And it just, it's still fun. <laughs> it's just still, I'm like, I don't even know what day it is. Well, you try to call your loved ones, but of course all the cell signals are out. You know, everybody's oh, yeah. calling their mom, checking, where were you? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's going to be great when they draft Goff or Wentz and he turns out to be another mediocre 37th best QB in the league. And then we look back on this announcement, like, when, you know, like uh, like the Manziel announcement when everyone's jumping up and down and cheering. And you're like, yeah, yeah, clap dummies. 
What do you think of uh, Drew Rosenhaus dropping Johnny Manziel? He's no longer representing him. Uh, I, I, I think that was – I don't know why he signed with him in the first place. I mean, I don't – did you see any redemption storyline on the horizon for Johnny Manziel? It seems pretty dark. I see stories about him partying at Coachella and other stuff, but that's about it. Yeah, he's I mean, he started to look he started to look kind of Charles Sheeny or Chuck uh, <laughs> Charlie Sheeny, you know. Yeah, he's gotten that two and a half men patina about him. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm honestly like I was working on the the new Quick Step segment, and I was like, God, I hope he doesn't die. I've got a lot of good Johnny Manziel jokes, but he's like one <laughs> tragedy away from me not being able to use him as a punchline anymore. <laughs> Well, that, yeah, I mean, he that is, kind of, I'm a really warm human being. That's the way I think. <laughs> hey, I mean, we're all here. We're all commodities to be used for jokes. That's that's what it's all about in the eyes of our resident comedian. <laughs> we ran out of Tebow. You know, there was too much Tebow. We needed a new guy, and there's nobody on deck. Who who? If Johnny Manziel goes away, one way or the other, who's the next like big punchline in the NFL? I don't know. We don't have one lined up yet. Uh, maybe there's someone lurking in the in the rookie class. You know, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> or if Eddie Lacy, you know, balloons up again. I saw a picture of him. He's looking real cut. Good. He's looking sharp. Looking real cut. So I guess you know he took the the P ninety X workouts very seriously, and he's trying to like he's like, come on, am I really gonna let James Stark steal my position? <laughs> so. I'm always kind of surprised. I'm on a diet right now, and no one's paying me to do anything. I'm always surprised when football players can't control their weight. Or any professional athlete. Isn't that the dream? Like, Jeff, you would... I'm guessing you love baseball, but you'd probably quit if someone would pay you to travel and just drink beer all the time. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that would be uh, (laughs) all ball, shall we say. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, sir. All right, well, guys, I think that's going to do it for our first episode of the Off Bounds 3. Does it feel good for you? It feels really good for me. I feel nice and tingly. Yeah, it was a success, and I I think like I said, the name the name finally makes sense. It's all locked in now. Well, get your plugs <laughs> out here, Jeff. Where can people follow your work? Primarily, I'm working at uh, CrookedScoreboard.com right now, and uh, doing all the baseball stuff over there. And uh, occasionally, I pop up elsewhere. So, uh, yeah, I guess probably I went on a little longer than I needed to. But there you go. At underscore Jeff Young on that Twitter. is correct. It's spelled like Geoff. Geoff. Do you get pissed off when people say shit like that? I've heard it all my life. <laughs> yeah. Can't possibly offend me at this point. That's not, by the way, an invitation, but you know, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know. I still get pissed off when, when people call me Aaron and they don't put enough emphasis on the ah, Aaron. <laughs> you want to hear that second A, huh? Yeah, I, I got to hear it. I got to hear it. What about you, Brian? Where can people find out? Some tour dates uh, let's and see. things uh, like that. You can find all my uh, you know, Twitter real at real Brian Miller, uh, Brian with a Y. Uh, my website BrianMillerComedy.com. Again, Brian with a Y. I got a bunch of tour dates coming up. I'll be in Atlanta second week of June. Uh, I'll be in. Oh, I'll be with Kostaki, uh at Sioux Falls second week of May, I believe. I'm doing a show with Kostaki uh, somewhere there, Minneapolis. Uh, I don't know when this is going up, but I'll be with Chris D'Elia Thursday and Friday night at the Varsity Theater. Those should be fun shows at Crooked Scoreboard. Right about football. I think this is a recent change, your Twitter handle. How did you make the decision to go from B. Miller comedy to real Brian Miller? Is there an imposter out there? Well, ironically, there is a magician. <laughs> As people may or may not know, Jeff Young's headshot looks uh, suspiciously like he's the uh, counter jockey at a magic shop. 
but I can attest that he is not currently looking like a magic shop owner. It's much more like a baseball editor now. Uh, but there's a magician with my name, and then there's a legislator with my name. But then also, the sort of Ponzi answer is I do some non-comedic, serious, snooty typewriting, and uh, it was starting to be weird when I would write like something really weird or dark, and then at the b- bottom it's like, contact me at B. Miller Comedy. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, wow. Okay. okay, all right. So yeah. I needed to diversify my assets. That's smart man. Smart man. All right. That's interesting. I knew there had to there be a story go. there. All right. Look behind the curtain. Follow him at <laughs> Real Brian Miller. And that's Brian with a Y. I'm Aaron yep. Hodges. Not a magician. Not a magician. <laughs> but I'm sure for the right price, you could be. I suppose. All right. I'm going to leave that up to you. I'm not going to put words in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be like a magic trick. <laughs> yes, it would. I'd <laughs> be a ventriloquist. Actually, that would be a ventriloquism. So clearly, I'm not a magician. Well. Or a ventriloquist, but uh, we'll let it slide this time around. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We're going to have another episode for you. Hopefully, we'll be doing this every week. You can follow the show at OB3, place to be, on Twitter, and, of course, visit crookedscoreboard.com. I've been your host, Aaron Hodges. Let us know how you feel. Tweet at us. Let us know, did you like the all-ball segment? Was it a flagrant foul? We like to get feedback, so send it to us. I guess on Twitter would be the best way to do it. And appreciate you guys listening. Subscribe and leave ratings on iTunes and Stitcher. That would be much appreciated. And we are out.